go. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, this man. is real. This is this is it, man. A- episode one hundred and one. Ole ole ole. <laughs> yeah. So what's yeah. going on, man? Excited to chat some uh, some World Cup, some big games coming up. Yeah. Ah, I know, man. I'm so excited. I'm I'm, I'm pretty psyched. I'm kind of bummed. There's only one game, obviously, on Sunday. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the slate of games on Monday and Tuesday. We got some pretty good games coming up in that group. But um, those of you that are joining us, welcome to the first episode of Cleats and Boots podcast. Uh, I'm Luis. Alongside me, I got Ben. Yeah. Do you want to say hi to the fans, Ben? Excited to be here. Just two guys <laughs> chatting about sports, two big soccer fans who uh, also follow a little bit of American football. So taking what, taking what we used to do. Uh, our, our chats yeah. from the hallways of, of OP and turn it into a podcast. Heck yeah, man. It's so funny because like we're, people want to know like, you know, how do you, how do you get started? Like, what do you, you know, how do we get here? Well, it all started when we, we worked together and I pretty much would just waste my planning time <laughs> and just say, Hey, let's talk sports. <laughs> and so, uh, Every time something happened, and like, oh, hey, did you check this out? Check this out. And then it just got to the point where I think our wives just got sick of hearing us talk about that, sports because they were just like, I don't know what's happening. That happened. That, that I was happened like, all right, man, let's, I think we should get a podcast you. starting. And I think uh, that happened quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think, uh, oh. I think it pretty much started with a dream or a text about, hey, let's do a podcast. And that's yeah. where we, uh, here we are now, right? First episode. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, like, we're not really like experts. We just, we just love, we just love soccer, and we just, yep. excuse me, we love football All and good. football. Okay. <laughs> it's always that fun debate. Right. Yeah, man. So, what we're gonna do in this podcast is we're just gonna recap pretty much the weekend uh, highlights of uh, NCAA and uh, football, NFL, and then obviously some information from the top flight uh, football leagues in Europe, uh, and kind of just what drives us. And so that's you know we're just here to talk about sports and specifically football and football, right? Because which one is it? We don't know. <laughs> but we're huge fans of both. And so we uh, want to kind of just share uh, with our audience, you know, our viewpoints and, you know, some trending topics in regards to um, those yeah, two sports. Great. So um, bring you inside. So bring with that, inside let's, let's great, go. Great ben, it's going to kick uh, it off into our first segment. Of Luis and Ben, Right. I said, bring you inside the great, we'll the say great that minds of, uh, of Luis and Ben. Ooh, getting some bad feedback here. Yeah. Yeah. So trial and run first episode. It's all right. We were coming through your headphones. So, so if I think I heard that right, talk about who's for real, um, I don't know. So let's look at the EPL league right now uh, in the Premier League, which actually it's a kind of our favorite league right now. And uh, I, you know, I think Arsenal's finally making uh, finally making some uh, some noise over here. Uh, I guess the the process is working out. You know, considering uh, I thought uh, our boy over here was going to get canned after the start, the awful start he had last week. Yeah, Arteta could have been could have been canned at the beginning of beginning of last year. So it's um. Yeah, you can't fault them for what they've done so far. Um, be interesting to see second half of the second half of the season if if they can hold this up or if they're taking advantage of Liverpool having an off year and and Man City getting adjusted to their new setup. So, I yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I think the sign, signing of uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, really kind of helped him out in the front line. So, you know, and you got some, you know, some good goalkeeping. I think uh, Matt Turner getting some rotation in there um, is is good for him because it kind of you know earned him a little call up to the U.S. men's national team for uh, for this year's World Cup. Which you know we'll get to that later because there's some some surprises yeah. on that one as well. Uh, I think my biggest surprise right now it has to be Newcastle. Where did Newcastle United Money. come from? Money. I mean, you're talking. You're talking a, a club. <laughs> Do you think it's the oil money? Is that what it is? They, they, they got some pretty serious <laughs> injections over there. Yeah, but they made some pretty good signings too with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, you see, you see, Man City the way they can't go, fault so. Man City's transfer uh, business. I mean, I tell you what, it's it's got it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if you start if you look at some of the you know, the, the games they've played. Uh, They've been pretty good up front. Like they're, you know, they're putting the ball in the net. You know, good movement, good attacking from the wingers. So, you know, it, it good for them. Uh, I, I mean, for me, it's great because you know, with just another Tottenham Hotspur disaster of a season for them to get knocked down from the top, top four of the table, and 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 Newcastle taking their spot. I mean, that, that was a great game against them. You know, but but I think Newcastle is definitely the biggest surprise so far for me personally. I'm just an anti-Arsenal guy, so whatever. <laughs> so uh, you guys will catch on uh, that uh, I'm a diehard Man United fan. And so uh, anything Arsenal or Man City or Liverpool or anybody in the top six for that matter, uh, whatever. You know, but good to, good for Newcastle, you know, for uh, for the changes they've had and, and the structure and, and, and playing some pretty good football out there in Europe, you know, but – I don't know. The the other thing I want to get into next is is this is Man City overhyped. Like I, I hear the I, I get it. You know they won the EPL last year, the the year before as well. They're they're making some serious noise, but they always seem to fail in the Champions League. Does is is are they overhyped or is Erling Holling their their savior right now? Because that guy's a machine. <laughs> we talked about this when when the signing first came out. I. I think the adjustment that they've had to go through is is bigger than people expected it to be. Holland's Holland's ridiculous, I'm not sure I um, but they're just they're playing an entirely different style of, of football than they have the past couple seasons. They've never had a striker like Holland before, so they've changed their entire strategy. Yeah, hang on one second. Yeah. All right, the well, that beauty, was fun. Beauty of the first go round. <laughs> So, um, it's the beauty of the first go around. I know, right? Isn't that great? This is what you get when two, uh, you know, I guess millennials <laughs> are starting a podcast way after podcasts have already kind of been taken up front. But hey, it's never too late to start. Isn't that what we always tell our, our students when we were, you know, absolutely, hey, just, as long as you start, right? So, gotcha. I so I don't know, man. I, I think I think Man City. I still I, I don't know. I think it's just the Man United fan base in me. I think they're so overhyped. I I think I think you're or am I just, you're, or am you're I being just a hater and you're being wishful. I they're they're gonna bounce back. I if I had to put money on it right now, I'd put money on Man City winning the winning the league at the end of the year, taking over Arsenal. I think they're once they come back from break and get everybody on the same page. I. I don't see anybody stopping them. Man. 
I don't know, but I love the fact that Brentford just n- put the nail in the coffin in the 98th yeah. minute. That was amazing. Nothing like nothing like a little sneak uh, backdoor goal right there in the 98th minute, especially when Ederson is looking at what, what, what did I just what happened there? What happened? <laughs> yeah, you guys failed. That's what happened. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think this break comes at a really good time because lots of injuries, yeah. lots of injuries, and 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 I don't. I I think everyone. I think the writing was on the wall when this World Cup was moved to the winter, and um, you know the season. I mean, the season's the last games were on Saturday, and so some of these guys are you know played Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, they get they had a week off, and then they but during that week off, they're still training. So you know who long who knows how long you know injuries. I mean, you got to be thinking about the injuries that get picked up during the World Cup, and then that affects club teams who you know pay these players so much more money. Yeah, than with the national the dense schedule started early, and these top guys have played twice a week every week since the season started. I mean, in- injuries were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially when you include the, uh, yeah, but the, I I feel like this year's worse. I mean, you got some big names. Out. I mean, you, I mean, Monty Monty got Monty got lucky, and he's you know he's still on the club. But I mean, look at the names that are, are we're missing out from the World Cup already this year. Um, I, I think my I think the biggest that's one was right. James. That's a big that's a big loss for England right there. That's my boy. He he plays for Chelsea. I can't stand Chelsea. But I respect that man's game. I really do. I mean, you you, you can't deny it. I mean, I would love I would love for him to be a United kid. Who who wouldn't? Every every Chelsea fan. Every Chelsea fan. (laughs) Just sign everybody good, right? Manchester United, right? (laughs) I don't care about the Chelsea fans. I'm worried about the United fans. For for me, (laughs) for me, I think France midfield duo Pogba and Conte are out. Like. I mean, yes, I mean, you're the defending champions don't have their. I, I I don't I don't see how yeah. Mm-mm. You're 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 yeah because pretty much Conte is what helped Pogba uh-huh. play like top ball in the last World Cup, right. and now you don't have both of them. So I mean, I you know how I, you know how I feel about Paul Pogba. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a great player, obviously making millions out in Europe, but the the. His stint at United wasn't little, the greatest either, and so, which because I remember I always tell you this, you know, yeah, I am. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jo- at first, I thought it was all Josie Mourinho, but after 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 he left, and then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in, and then you have uh, Ralph Ragnick replacing Ole Gunnar, and then now you have Eric Tenhout. It kind of seems like hmm, I don't think it really was them that was the issue because. You know me. I love Josie Mourinho as a personality. I like that's if I were to be a manager, I'd take after him. <laughs> He's just anime. He's hilarious. <laughs> I love my favorite Josie Mourinho moment is definitely the one where uh, he beats uh, Man City, and uh, the reporter is like, "How do you feel about Manchester City having you know ninety percent possession of the ball?" And he's like, they can take yeah. the ball. I take away three points. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> stick it to him, man. Stick it to him, but I don't know. So for the second half of the season, you know, I'm hoping United. I'm hoping United gets gets a consistent run. Obviously, and I'm biased because I'm a United fan. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like our midfielders is, is, is we have a good rotation going on. I think the combination between Casemiro and Fred in the middle is working when Fred is on his game. Uh, McTominay is very inconsistent and sometimes is a risk factor. I mean, you saw it in the – what game was it? We lost one nothing in a late-minute penalty because he gets subbed in and causes a foul three minutes later in the box. Mm-hmm. And it was blatant, too. He couldn't even get away from it. So uh, I would love for United to kind of make a good run. Uh, I would not be surprised if Arsenal goes into a free fall. <laughs> So that's what worries me. I feel like, you know, like Icarus, they go up too high too fast, you know, but um, who knows? And, and I also say that because my brother-in-law is an Arsenal fan, so there you go. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner is coming up soon, so that talk is going to be had at the table. I know it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move to our second segment. Let's preview the biggest event of the year, man. I mean, my opinion, I love this because it's every four years, the World Cup and Qatar. Yeah. Um, you know, taking. I mean, there's so much controversy over this. You know, should have they gotten it? Should they not have had it? You know, with with uh, you know the conditions of the workers. Uh, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate, but um, the reality is I I love this event so much because it brings everybody around from the world entirely to take a break and just sit down and represent their nation while they play in one of the biggest tournaments in the world. And uh, fun, interesting fact: you know, the World Cup trophy is actually worth more than any I other sports that, trophy in the world. You're crazy. That is insane, isn't it? I no. for a second I thought it was the Lombardi Trophy, just because how much you know football is idolized here in the U.S. But no, it's the World Cup Trophy. Uh-huh. It's worth a lot of dinero. But looking at the groups, what which group which groups excite you the most? Um, the Spain Germany group's exciting to me just because I want to see those see who comes out on top between those two heavyweights. Um. But then you got a couple other groups where mm-hmm. there's just a lot of parity. I mean, Group A, that there anything could happen in Group A, whether it's Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, or Netherlands. I mean, anybody can come out of that group. So, what about you? Yeah, I I agree. I I, I agree with uh, with your thought on Group A. I mean, I feel like that's that's uh, it's kind of a toss up, just because you cannot yeah. sleep on the home field advantage. I mean, you saw what South Africa did in the first game when they got their World Cup in 2010. They put two up on uh, Mexico and shocked the world to beat Mexico. Everyone thought South uh, South Africa was just going to get mocked, but and they had and Mexico had a really good squad. I mean, you're talking about your big ballers there. You know, Chicharito Hernandez. You got uh, Guardado. You have Giovanni dos Santos at the time. Memo Choa in the net still. Uh, we're, we're, and um, and so you're like you're you're easily predicting a two nothing three nothing victory here, yeah. and that home field advantage just out of nowhere it lights up a team and gives them a yeah. fire that you know put into it. And after the, dude, you gotta you gotta that first goal was just like amazing, immaculate. Couldn't have been such a yeah. nicer goal, man. You know, but for me, my my group, okay, I'm stuck between two. Um, I'm going to say uh, Group E, just like you said. I'm going to agree with you on that one because I would not sleep on Costa Rica. I know I know they're a CONCACAF team and they're not very strong, but don't write them off. You know, Los Ticos can definitely ball. And and if and they, may not, they may end up dead last in the group, but I, I hope it's not without a fight. I think they'll definitely give some, some, some good games. Um, but I'm also excited for uh, Group B, man. <laughs> I love the Brits. 
on paper, if you look at the rosters, on paper, England should be your winner. Right? You There's no way England does not you win. You can't they have say that. So when much they power. Wire to the World Cup. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. That's right. Oh man, they brought. They, that's right. Gareth Southgate bought his boy. Everyone. I completely forgot. Never I mean, mind. I take I, that comment. Otherwise, they've got a pretty strong squad. <laughs> but How? I'm sorry, you brought Harry Maguire to the World Cup. <laughs> and on top of that, on top of that, he's going to be sold in January. They're talking yeah. about selling him in January now. Good. Good riddance. Goodbye. Okay, other than Harry Maguire, I still think they have a pretty good squad. No, Remember, on paper, squad on now, paper, will they, they perform like they did England in the Euros and make the final? England and the United States have had some of the worst friendlies leading up to this tournament that you could ask. I mean, neither one of them is. True. That is true. USA did take an, uh, an ugly loss to Japan, 2-0. Uh, but I am excited for Group B, but... I'm also excited for Group C, and the reason why is I, I you know, you who doesn't love watching Lewandowski, right, uh, for Poland? But I'm looking forward to seeing the the Poland Mexico game, and I'm looking forward to seeing my my favorites Argentina. Those are that's my favorite to win the World Cup this year. I feel like even though you everyone's got a this is Messi's last World Cup, but I feel he has a better squad around him than Ronaldo yeah. at Portugal, and I feel like. Argentina might just have after after overcoming the victory at the uh, Copa America, I think they have a really good shot at winning this tournament. Coming out from that, um, good young co goalkeepers. I mean, I know you bring him back Angel de Maria, who's a little up there in age, but he's still so reliable, especially playing over there at mm -hmm. uh, at least with uh, Juventus uh, in Italy. And so, and I mean, you can't deny Messi. I, I get it. You know, he's up there in age, not many minutes at PSG, but you can't really count him out. Just like – and the thing goes also with Ronaldo. Like, you can't really count him out, but I am starting to kind of count him out because he's not very consistent anymore. He can't even get into the starting lineup at United, which that is a whole other topic I'd love to get into um, when we get into uh, the next episode. Definitely breaking down that interview, that release from Ronaldo because I haven't seen two cents on that. Um, but yeah, those are my favorite pick. I definitely got to say uh, E E E and B if I have to pick E and B. Uh, Argentina is going to win that group in Group C, and um, they'll make a deep run eventually winning the tournament. Who do you think is going to win the tournament? I I have a hard time picking anybody other than Argentina this year. I, I I'd love to pick Brazil, but I think they brought three defenders with them on their squad, so. God forbid, um, Thiago Silva goes down. He's what a hundred years old. If he goes down to injury, they've got nobody else playing center back. Um, Spain's yep. too young. Germany's too in, too. Nope. I don't know. Germany's like England. They they've got a strong squad, but they haven't shown anything recently. France's midfield is hurt. Um, mm -hmm. Belgium's getting old. So, I mean. I think it's going to be Argentina. If it's not Argentina, I could see it being a total surprise. It would be kind of nice. I mean, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I, I would love Argentina to win it, obviously, but it's always good to see a team that you've never seen or never who's never won win something, right? So, I mean, if you look at this, England's already won a World Cup, but they haven't since forever. Uh, U.S. 
U.S. has never won yeah, one. Yeah, U.S. isn't going to go right? farther than round of 16. No. U.S. That, never that'll won come one, in 2026. Yeah. I, I'll be shocked. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if they make it out of group stage. You know? Which, actually, let's go ahead and get into this next part. Um, do they do they really have a shot? I mean, every you want to go with every team has a shot, right? I get it. But do they really have a chance? Um, to win? No. No. They've got no chance yeah. to win. No. I mean, could could <laughs> they no. win a knockout stand, knockout round game? Sure. I mean, maybe even two, but they're you want run into one of the top five teams in, in the in the world and, and they're done. I mean they're they're too young. They don't have the experience. They're not gonna they can't they're not gonna stand up when, when adversity hits. Um so they're I think they're the youngest squad at the World Cup. Yeah. And then and looking at the roster yeah, they do. They 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 do. I mean, don't get me wrong. They they're growing, right? Because we have, a lot of them are going into the Premier League, playing out in Europe. Um, if you look at the roster, I mean, you have Joe Scally playing in the Bundesliga. You have Cameron Carter Vickers playing in the Scottish Premier League. You have MLS representation there, uh, and then Team Way over in uh, in France playing for Lille. I mean, we have some representation over the world, and it's growing, which is great because I believe back in 2018 with Clemson, um, with Jurgen, he didn't have as Not many close. European players, and so I think I think I think the key for this one is can Gio Reyna stay healthy? Can Gio stay healthy? Can Pulisic deliver? Right? Can Captain America himself? For deliver? me, it's, it's all about who's going to score goals. You know, and and will the? I mean, you're. Yeah. I mean, who's yeah, gonna, yeah. Maybe maybe Josh Sargent is is in form and he's the one that gets up there and scores goals. But if Berhalter keeps trotting out Jesus Ferreira because he presses the line well, okay. But Ferreira doesn't score at the international level. Like he's not striking fear into the hearts of of Wales. I mean. You leave line with Sargent. Mm-hmm. Sargent's in form. Maybe he he bags in a couple and he gets he gets you on the ro- on the run. But I I just if Ferreira's starting or I, I just don't see it. I don't see you scoring goals. And then how do you feel about Brennan Harrison being labeled as a midfielder? Considering he's been playing more a little bit. I feel like Leeds has been Leeds. playing that ten role. He's been playing that kind of that that cam that cam number ten, which might might be why. I, Oh no! Sorry, I was wrong. I, he, a couple of the exhibitions they yeah. played Aronson a little bit at the wing. Yeah, area. I mean yeah, he's yeah, played more for right. for the United the United States squad. He, I think he plays more of a midfielder for Leeds, so he can play it anywhere. Mm-hmm. For for me, I don't know what McKinney's health is. I think Weston's been out for Juventus with a nag, nagging injury. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he came back and scored last Champions League game before they got okay. knocked out to the Europa. So it gives me both. Berhalter's got all sorts of options. Yeah. No, but he, he does. But you know, it comes again. I, I agree with you. It comes down to the X factor: who's going to score goals. I mean, you you don't you don't bring your one of your leading goal scorers from the from the actual build up to the World Cup. That is huge. How do you leave him out? I wonder what what was going through. Like, but, but I don't know. I, you actually said this in the text the other day. Okay, you bring him on, then right. who do you leave? I'm just like, oh, that's tough because you know it's such a such a loaded. If we have such a loaded squad, right. but a young like loaded squad, right? 
So I think, that, uh, I, but yeah, you know, but can Geo stay healthy? Can Weston stay healthy? You know, I love Kellen Acosta's game. He's so good. Mm -hmm. I feel he, he plays, plays a good, good six, right? When they, when they put him in and there with that. He just, yeah. Oh, and you can't, be, of course, you can't uh, write off Tyler Adams, man. That's your boy. <laughs> I know how you got so you got so excited when he got linked to going to United. You're like, maybe. <laughs> Let me see Tyler Adams. My biggest question for the United States roster is who plays that left center back next to Walker next to Walker Zimmerman. That's that's for me. That that they're yeah, because they didn't bring no Brooks. Either. Bringing Tim Ream, I think, was uh, is potentially a big move. Yeah, because um, that's. That's Reem's spot. He's a left-footed center back. He's captain for Fulham. He plays every mm -hmm. week. Like that could be a big move if he if he's able to step in and and be a senior leader on the field for him. That could make a big difference. But if he gets, I mean, Reem's getting up there. He's not the fastest. Um, so I mean, he he could be victimized by by some of the speed. But that's that's my biggest question: is who's gonna who's gonna lock down that center back spot next to Walker Zimmerman? Yeah, because Walker Zimmerman had a he had a great season with Nashville, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if you know there's some other clubs are going to look at him out in Europe. Um, I don't, I'm not no definitely not like top six clubs, but I wouldn't be shocked if um, you know some teams from the Championship and the Premier League call him, or uh, even the Bundesliga. I, I know I know the Bundesliga loves taking some Americans over there. Uh, I mean that you know, Gio Reyna's over there with Borussia Dortmund. You have. Um, Joe Scali with Borussia. Uh, I can never say their name correctly, and I, and I feel so bad. Monkalong Ladbach. <laughs> That's a mouthful. But then you know Brooks plays over Wolfsburg. Um, I mean you have Kevin. You have you have a couple of Did young guys. More. Brooks is a, what's that? Brooks signed somewhere else. He was a yeah. Oh, not anymore. Oh, but you're right. There are some okay. there are some young kids going over. Aronson's younger oh. brother just went over. But yeah, and then and then Gio, and then Gio, yeah, and oh, then yeah. Pulisic started yeah. off at Borussia Dortmund as well. Yeah, so yeah, so so we'll see. I, I think I think if Zimmerman has a really good World Cup campaign, I hear I can see some yeah. European clubs I mean, coming knocking on his door. I'm biased, obviously, but I, I think Zimmerman's yeah. Zimmerman's Premier League quality for a mid-table team. I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't be starting center back at, at the highest level. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe he'll come up and play for Brighton <laughs> or Newcastle. Newcastle's got the yeah. money. Yay! Might throw some at him. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So that kind of concludes our uh, our boots talk, right? Or is it cleats? Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll get into our third segment. Bit. So you were blowing. You were blowing my phone up on uh, yeah. yesterday all about that Bills Vikings game. I missed it. What happened there? Okay, you missed everything. In my honest opinion, that that was the game of the year. That is a Super Bowl caliber type of game. So, long story short, Bills are up. Uh, it was like 20, 24 to seven, and Vikings. You know, slowly and surely, Kirk Cousins just you know. Flexing his arms, doing his thing, um, brings him brings him down and ties. Uh, so they they actually missed the the extra point, I believe, and then they were down. And then 
Uh, Josh Allen threw a pick. Peterson got it. Took a pick in the end zone. Peterson ran it out. Kirk drove it down. Bills got a stop at a on a fourth and goal. It was incredible, actually. Uh, they Kirk tried to sneak it in. Bills pushed him. He tried one final push, but his knee was down like inches before the goal line. So the Bills take over on a turnover on downs at like the half yard line on their end. Josh Allen fumbles a snap, and uh, Vikings recover in the end zone, takes the lead thirty three to twenty something. And then now Josh Allen has like a minute left with two timeouts to drive down and tie the game up. Uh, with, sorry, they're they're up by three, so he drives down and ties the wow. game up with like two seconds left. It was an insane like last two minutes of the game, unbelievable. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my god. My wife was like, what are you? What's going on over here? I was like, yeah, this game's serious. It's the Vikings and Bills. She's like, oh, the Broncos aren't doing. It? I was like, nobody care about the Broncos right now, okay? And I love the Broncos, all right, but. As a disaster in itself. But I got to tell you, the best part of the game was Jefferson's catch on a fourth and 18. Unreal. Uh, uh-huh. Think of, remember the OBJ yeah. uh, catch yeah. against your Cowboys years ago when he was with the Giants? I'm going to say it wow. was that times two. Because um, he caught, so he sticks an arm out, catches it while the defender's still trying to like snag it away from wow. him, and Jefferson just pulls it in on a fourth and 18. And I got to tell you, man, Justin Jefferson is legit. Legit. Okay. I feel like him, Stefan Diggs, you know, that it reminds me of like the Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice, you know, battles back in the day. And I think the, the NFL is, is in the fan base are just lucky to see these guys ball out every week because every single week Jefferson's putting on a show and, um, and it's unbelievable. And I don't know if you remember this, the the Vikings traded Diggs to the Bills for a draft pick, and that draft pick was used to get Jefferson. So they're all talking about like that's the most even out trade ever in the NFL yeah, right because down. they're both playing insane. And Stephon Diggs had an insane one handed catch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we, that, they're saying that was probably like the best NFL trade forever. The worst NFL trade is actually my Denver Broncos setting setting. Sending two first rounders for Russell Wilson and That's playing horrible football to the point that that first rounder they traded to Seattle could tur- is currently at a number six pick. Oof. That's how bad we are. It's horrible. Yes. And then here's another thing that caught my eye this week, right? There was an interesting stat I saw that if Denver would have scored minimum 18 points in every single game, Guess what their record would be right now? Eight. What? Eight and one. No, eight, eight and one. If they would have, if they would at least score eighteen points in every single game that they've played thus far, they would have been an eight and one team. And the only loss would have been to the Raiders because Josh Jacobs had a monster game and rushed for like a hundred something yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, that's how good. That's how good Denver's defense is right now, and that's wow. how bad Denver's offense is. Um, I think that they're like the old first NFL team in forever to have the number one ranked defense and also the <laughs> the worst ranked offense. And they're, yeah, it's bad. And they're currently on pace to break the Bears' nineteen forty eight record for the least amount of points scored in the season. Yeah, go 
Denver. My my Broncos. Right. My my Cowboys took a stinker yesterday. Yeah. Too. So that that's that's a yeah. But that was a great game too. I love the part when Aaron Rodgers just cussed out his head coach on national TV. That was amazing. Like this guy just doesn't. He no. just can't stand Matt Lafleur. And that hey, whatever, man. He just can't. But but that was a great game too. Oh, and then you guys have an interesting stat line. No. You remember what that stat line was? You guys were like 140, 140 and, and O when leading into the fourth Not quarter. Not anymore. You're like 140 something and one. <laughs> but that was a great game. But I, I, I think I think the Bills Vikings game took like was the icing on the cake yeah. again. Like and so, uh, but that's that was such a great game. Yeah. And then the the one thing I'm trying to figure out here is 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 the AFC yeah. East for real. Like is that like that's more of like this right here? Glasses check. Is that really happening? You got the Jets, Bills, Dolphins, all with winning yeah. records right now. The Jets, the J E T S Jets, and yeah. with Zach Wilson of all people. Same thing. That's the insane. NFC. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the NFC has winning so, records. And then. I know, and that's you know that's right now happening right now. The the Washington Commanders taking on the Eagles in Monday Night Football. You know, hopefully you guys placed your bets on FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever you guys use nowadays. <laughs> I forgot to put mine in. I, I I'm, I'm hitting losers, man. I need to take a break. I need to take a break. But but I think the biggest letdown so far this season has to be has to be the AFC West. Like before the season started, um, Denver Chargers. The Raiders and the Chiefs all were overhyped. Everybody overhyped, besides except for the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're just running away with this division. But they all had great quarterbacks. They all had really good receivers and weapons. They all had a pretty decent, solid defense additions. And the AFC West stinks. Denver is two and six, and they're only two games out of first place in the wild card. That's how bad it is. It is it is gross. So good riddance, you know. I don't, I don't see us making the playoffs this year, and if we do, not a deep run at all, unless some kind of miracle happens with Russell Wilson, because he's working with a team that's on their, th- we're on our third left tackle, our second right tackle, our third center, and then we traded away Bradley Chubb. I feel like it's the yeah. writing's on the wall, man. It's, they're, they're playing, they're trying to play exactly. this year out, and Nathaniel Hackett's on the yeah. on the chopping yeah. block. I feel. And I think Josh McDaniels too. Could should be, but it's a long season. Anything anything can happen. You see you see wilder swings, but it's hard hard when you got the last yeah the last ranked. Offense. What about you? What are what? It's hard when you got the last ranked offense to make a big swing. Oh God, I know. But I know. I feel like I feel like it's a it's like a it's like a high school football team over there. I'm not going to say which high school, but it yeah, reminds me of a high school that. football team. <laughs> which, by the way, there have been surprises on that, man. We should do one on that. <laughs> Listen on that stuff. But So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. What are, what are some. Um, what are... No, I, I mean, Go ahead, second yeah, half yeah. the season, I mean, the number one story for me is when do the Philadelphia Eagles finally lose? Um. Other than that, I I have not been tied into. Uh, oh, I know. This year. I I, I think better about that. 
Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, do you think uh, was it Sirianni? Does he get the coach, coach of the year this year or what? I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of yeah, good coaches this year. Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni for the Eagles, you know. Yeah. Coach of the year. You think and, so? Unless the, unless the Eagles fall off a cliff in the second half of the season, he has to. I mean, I, that's a shoo-in for me. Like Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> like Cliff Kingsbury? He's falling off a cliff in Arizona. I, whew, that's a disaster. That is a disaster. No, I, I honestly think uh, that if uh, I one coach that should get some recognition, I think, is uh, Dable, yeah. the Giants. First-year coach. Giants are, what, 7-2, seven, seven, seven yeah. I think. Six and two, seven and two, with with uh, Mr. Duke University himself, yeah, Daniel Dimes. Jones. You know, I think, uh, yeah, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes. Oh my God! Did you see the game where he tripped on himself again? I saw it. I saw the clips. <laughs> Look, some guys just can't get out of their own way. <laughs> they, they just can't, man. Their own shadow just gets them. Gets them. Gets them. Yeah, but who do you, who do you think is going to end the Eagles' uh, winning streak? You think the Commanders will do it tonight? Uh, no. Think think Tyler Heineke has a, a chance? has a chance? Yes. Will it happen? No. Um. All right, so here you go. Next couple of games, you got Colts with Jeff Saturday, which was <laughs> yeah. an insane hire, by the way. You got. Yeah, got Colts, Packers. Oh, that's a Sunday night game too. Eagles, yeah, Packers. He's silly though. Ooh, so you got Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants. I, I think when Their they go four. to the Giants, they go to play. What do you play think? MetLife. That's that's where they go down. Oh, so you're so that's so they win tonight. It's eight, nine, ten. You think they go eleven straight before they get it. that first L? Man, I'll have to pull a wager on that one with you, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Packers. Oh no, but they're playing in Philly that night. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Packers. I think Packers will snap it. What does Aaron Rodgers got to lose? I'm sure he'll he'll sling it for about you know 50 <laughs> attempts. <laughs> Might throw for 300, four picks, but he'll throw. Throw a couple TDs in there to to hopefully keep him in the game. Or what if do what if what if Saturday does it with that, the Colts? That would That'd be, be I don't see it happening. <laughs> I'll I'll take that wager. I'll take I'll take the Packers versus the Giants. No, I, dude, had I known that. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a little bet book over here, man. Put some little wages on this. But can, can I, let me recheck a little bit. Can we go back to this Colts thing? How does that happen? <laughs> had I known that, had I known that Jim Ursay was just looking for anybody, I would have thrown my just application. Just anybody. <laughs> Prior experiences. Just anybody. Played, just Saturday, what's that? Just anybody. <laughs> no man, I should have been like, look, I should have put Luis Hernandez, uh, candidate. Current position, you know, whatever Matt, where I'm at now, and then uh, football experience uh, played Madden for 
many years and played high school football freshman year as a backup defensive tackle. I, I should have should have given me yeah, a shot. Saturday still has some more qualifications over top. You have to interview me. That's strong resume. Okay, so he's so he's a okay, so he's a pro bowler, won a Super Bowl, big deal. <laughs> big deal. Okay. Has he ever differentiated <laughs> lesson plans for various learning styles? <laughs> Has he ever attended meetings and was able to, you know, fulfill the needs that needed for the for the school and the objectives? I bet she hasn't done that. <laughs> But he also, you know, he's also Fox. I get it. I get it. I guess wishful thinking. That's still, that hire still blows my mind. That's, so, I mean, it, whatever. It does. More power to him. It does. Hey, hey, I don't know if you heard, uh, I don't know if you heard Bill Cower talk about this, but he was disgusted. He was sick to his stomach on the, on uh, CBS, uh, NFL Sunday on CBS. He saw how it was a disgrace and everything because, he made a good point though, because I mean, I I get it, I get it. You you hire Jeff Saturday, you know, former Colts, Colts legend, center, Super Bowl, you know, what have you. But what about the other assistant coaches that have been there for six months, been with the team, training camp, traveled with the team, been through all those meetings? Like, wouldn't you want to just call one of those guys up because you already have the fluidity yeah. of the system going on, instead of bringing somebody yeah. out? I mean, completely the only thing I can think of playing devil's advocate is that you've got – they liked what they had as far as coordinators and position coaches went, and they said, okay, we want these guys to continue calling plays and focusing on their offensive-defensive duties, and we just want somebody to come in and be a figurehead and rah-rah, lead the charge, and we're going to bring Saturday in to do that. Oh, um, okay. And then uh, they'll have to reevaluate over the at, um, over the offseason. Um, but that's the only thing I can think of is rather than rock the boat and, and bring somebody up and, and risk losing a decent coordinator, they said, let's let everybody stay where they are and just bring in somebody to, to be that figurehead head coach. Yeah, because I think uh, their defensive coordinator is Gus Bradley, and he already coached before at Jacksonville. Didn't turn out so well, but he was also the defensive coordinator at, uh, with when they were San Diego at the time. Chargers, so um, yeah, I guess, I guess I mean it could make sense. But man, what a yeah. what a show! Especially after his comments about Dan Snyder, <laughs> like Jim Irsay is all over the place, man. <laughs> I actually like his style. <laughs> what a style, man! So, uh, what what games are you looking forward for this week? Let's pick up. Let's look at the schedule. Um, and see what we got. What are your, what are your top games you're looking forward to this week? So I'll tell you what. I know what game I will not be following. I will not be following the Broncos Raiders game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I even though they're such a disaster, I kind of still have to watch it. You know, but I tell you what. I am. I will be taking a peek at that 4:25 game. Cowboys and Vikings. Does Captain yeah. Kirk do it again? I mean that's my my personal fandom yeah. will, will force me to watch that. What do you think? Uh, are you gonna go? With, are you gonna are you gonna trust your? You're gonna trust your Cowboys to get the, no, the victory in Minnesota in this one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's gonna be my pick for game about, of the uh, Cowboys Vikings. It's America's team, right? Jets going to New England. 
Oh, dude, the Jets right, are going to pummel them. That's a, that's a lot of demons you got to. That's I a lot the of Jets demons you got to get out. over to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots after all the hurting they've put on you over the past decade. Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I think I, I. First of all, Matt Patricia was a bad call for offensive coordinator for this team. Uh, Matt Jones is a good quarterback. I still think he's a little bit overhyped, overrated than what people are calling. But who am I to know? I'm just a guy in the basement talking to a podcast, right? Um, but I think – do I think Zach Wilson's better? Absolutely not. But what's going to keep them, what's going to help the Jets win is Sauce Gardner playing top-flight cornerback with the refs at help. That's it. I stand by that comment. Sauce Gardner is a great cornerback because the refs have helped him all the time this season. Stand by it. It should have been a pass interference against Denver in the last no, play of the game. Standing by it. The man had his shoulder pad. What's that? Oh, not at all. <laughs> I, dude, I was so mad we lost to the Jets. I was like, the Jets? Zach Wilson in the Jets. I say. Oh man, but no, I I see I can see the Jets pulling pulling a good one off yeah, the Patriots. I mean they should. That's probably my game uh, outside of my own personal fandom of of going to watch my unfortunate Dallas Cowboys go in and lose to the Vikings. Um, that the Jets Jets New England is probably my top pick. <laughs> Yeah, because the other other games don't seem very like exciting. Like Commanders, Texans, Rams aren't who they are anymore. Okay, especially with the injuries piling up. Neither are the Saints. Um, you got the Ravens, Panthers. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield coming back on his revenge tour 2.0. See how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Bengals? You a little surprised that the Bengals not, you know, as explosive no, as they were last too year. Not surprised that they were they were a year ahead, a couple of years ahead going to the Super Bowl last year. They had such a good run that the tapes out now on Joe Burrow and that offense, and they haven't figured mm-hmm. out how to adjust yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their line last year was terrible. I thought they Denver's line was bad. Small improvements, but they've got to get that thing figured out. Yeah. Yep, they sure do. They sure do. Yeah, so well, next week we'll recap those big games. We'll talk uh, Cowboys-Vikings. We'll talk Patriots-Jets. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Denver and Raiders if something amazing happens. But for the most part, I feel like it's going to be a punt fest slash Raiders run the ball over the place and beat Denver again because Russell Wilson went through over 200 yards and two picks and – you know, but say, hey, let's ride. Broncos country, yep. let's hey, ride. You know, you know what next, next you know what next Monday is? Stand it. Opening What's next Monday? Day. World Cup. World US Cup Wales. Baby. That, that's what we're No, man. Yeah, Sunday's the opening day. Door. Monday. Monday. That's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't care about Cutter. What's that? <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Cutter, Monday. man. Don't sleep on Wales. Don't sleep on Cutter. Hey, they played pretty good last year at the uh, Confederations Cup. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah. U.S. Wales, man. That's right. Be wa- be watching that next week. All right, let's get uh before we end this one. All right, let's let's take your pick. What's your uh, what's your final score for uh, Wales, Wales and England? 
because by the time we do this uh, next episode, we're wrong. Sorry, Wells. Uh, Wells in the in the stri- stripes. I think I think the, the, red, the good, white, guys, blue. good guys come out and win two nothing. Ooh, two nothing. Look, I'm a, I'm a USA fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be a two two draw. Be a little goal fest, but I think it, Wales will either Wales will sneak one at the last minute, or it'll come down to it'll come All down right. to the wire. My opinion, at least I hope so, because that'd be an exciting game. But yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us on our first episode of Boot, Cleats and Boots. Uh, we appreciate your time and listening to us just spit out any kind of nonsense we can about sports because we just love it. Uh, and we look forward to you guys listening to our next episode uh, next time on uh, Spotify. So uh, please check out our YouTube page, uh, Cleats and Boots, and um, give us yeah. a follow. Oh. All right, Ben. Well, it was good uh, chatting with you, and uh, look forward to doing the next friend. one, man. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Well, this is Luis signing off.